I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Welcome back to another episode of the fifth and last NRL podcast. And as mentioned before, delayed by a day due to ongoing grand final celebrations from the weekend. And uh, Brock, how are you feeling today? Good. I feel good. Yeah. Been a long couple of days, but been enjoyable. Yeah, well, that's pretty straightforward of how that one goes. You win the comp, you go on Mad Monday, but uh, at least we didn't set any midgets on fire. In uh, the form of St Kilda, but getting straight into the... Not that we know of, anyway. No, not that we know of, or not we could remember. Mm. But uh, if we get into the Fast Five straight away, a highlight, low light, best player, worst player, and any discussion topics coming out of the round, uh, what was your highlight? The Titans, too good. Um, I'm just disappointed it's come this late in the season. Who knows if they can make the eight, but um, they were great. Uh, Roosters down at Allianz, and I think I mentioned on last week's podcast, they've got a very good record at at Allianz, the Titans, for some strange and innocuous reason, but that was my highlight um, in a round that had plenty, I guess. Mm, well, paying $14, if you had any money on that one, you'd be a very happy man, but uh, the highlight for me was the Cowboys run continuing. It still annoyed me that it's taken this long to kick in, but it's just showed, again, the kind of football they can play. Yeah. And uh, besides that, I couldn't take Albert Kelly's AFL-like mark out from that game. He used the Roosters like a set of stairs. Yeah, well, probably the other one, Parramatta fans out there would be rejoicing. they got a win. Um, and, I mean, moving on to the low, well, where do you go? Um, the Storm, they were pretty ordinary. Uh, they'd probably be mine, but the Dragons, they're going to be right up there with, you know, the Dragons fans out there would be filthy with their performance from Monday night. My low light's easy. Paul Gallon's grubby crusher tackle. Yeah, that was uh, pretty, pretty poor form. And, you know, when he stood up in the face, kind of was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, are you kidding yourself or what are you doing? And... You know, it's just, it, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think he thinks there's a different set of rules at the prison. Well, you can't grab a bloke. You, you know, it's different when that one where they drop down over the top and the head kind of gets stuck, and then there's a big difference between There's a, there's double a difference hooking. between intent and an accident. Yeah, well, there's a big difference between double hooking under the armpits, lifting again on your own, and then just driving straight down on the head. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not, not exactly my flash moment of the round, but what about your best player? Uh, I couldn't split Jamie Lyon and Glenn Stewart. I thought Glenn Stewart was close to back to his best form, um, and Jamie Lyon just murdered um, that right edge or Melbourne's left edge defence. Um, killed it. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't uh, take my eyes off that one or the Warriors, but I've ended up going with the Warriors, and it had to be Sean Johnson. The quickest hat-trick hat- hat- in the history of rugby league is now official. Six minutes and 30 seconds, I think, to score his three tries, and I thought in general... Uh, he was very good after his early blunder of throwing the ball to Gavin Badger, who he thought was a warrior. Mm, and fair enough, too. Badger, mm. you know, looks the part, so you could mistake him for some sort of rugby league player. 
badge. He's right involved yeah, no, he's in Muppet. But uh, what about your worst player of the round? Iwate. He was awful. I can't believe he dropped the ball over the line on Friday night. I had to I, watching it live. I thought he grounded it, um, and it was my partner that said, "No, I think he dropped it." And I I called her a few things that I shouldn't have called her. Told her that her eyes were, you know, painted on and rewound it, and yeah, dropped it over the line, one handed, lazy, put down, and then. The three or four plays or his involvements after that were just awful. He just confidence went out the door. So I'll tell you he's what, had a really ordinary year. After that, though, his game ended up. Well, I thought was pretty good by that moment, but that's enough to ruin it. He ended Dropped up making the bomb and just did some stupid shit. Two hundred and fifty meters, bar all his stupidity. But yeah. he has had a terrible year. James McManus has definitely been the one who's shined there, as well as both the centers and uh, the fullback. But your dance. Uh, my worst of the round was just Melbourne's left edge defense and uh, highlighting, you know, Brett Finch, Maurice Blair, and. Justin O'Neill, they were caught all the time. They weren't coming in hard enough. Uh, if not, they were backpedalling. And then whenever they went sideways, they couldn't get their hands on Jamie Lyons. So mm. speed was an issue, commitment was an issue, and just direction in general. I think the Finch, uh, Finch issue, it's been a pimple that's been waiting to pop. And, um, we've been, we've um, been saying it since the start. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. probably have, just haven't played anyone good enough to expose it and on the weekend. Uh, Manly did more than expose it. They you, pulled the pants down. You, and you played a team that, a train on it. that possibly has the best left and right edge in the comp. So yeah. they, you know, they got burned on both sides. But I thought the other edge was much better with Chambers and Wanga. They seem to do a bit more containing. I think uh, Chambers is right up there now, along you know with your Nielsen's um, well, he, in the best defender. He still missed four or five. I wasn't happy with them, but they didn't let. The but at tri- least when he, he makes decisions, he goes hard. They didn't let the tries in. Same as Wanga. Wanga got in a few times and jammed yeah. with it. The middle let him down. I'm not going to blame it all on the edge. The middle let him down big time, but that left edge was disgusting. So. Missed tackles you can fix, but poor decisions, are, they're harder to fix. Mm. But uh, as far as issues coming out of the round, or like we said before, I suppose there's a whole lot for me. Uh, you know, the, there's the good ones. I thought the Gallon, uh, good ones, sorry, that's not about the Gallon situation. The Cowboys, are they a genuine threat? Because to me, I think they could beat the Dogs or the Sharks in the first week. Yeah. And if that happens, they then they'll get Matt Scott back from that broken finger and on paper, I still think they've got a good enough side to roll with the top four. It's just taken all this time to finally start showing that quality that made me think that at the start of the year. Yeah, well, we posted one up on uh, on our page today, just asking people who they think will be. Um, we'll get those final two spots in the eight. Um, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest issues at, in the game at the moment. The other one, obviously, the Todd Greenberg issue, um, which is a really, really strange one. Uh, the, the fact that he may have, well, he's obviously kept this one um, swept under the carpet and he's now in his role at the NRL and um, at the Dogs he's um, obviously yeah, well, hid this issue, kept it a secret and, and now it's come back to bite him on the bum and, uh, Greg Alexander today um, saying that his position is untenable so it'll be interesting to see what happens um, in regards to all of that and obviously the, the alleged Ben Barber assault but the, the photo didn't look good um, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people out there with different thoughts about, about that issue but um, who do you think will get those last two spots? It could be one of the greatest weekends in league history, I think, because it can fluctuate. To be honest, for me, through all all the different games, I'm not that really excited because for me, that the, the two teams that are already pretty much look like they're in have got probably two of the easier games of the weekend to get the job done. I think yeah. Newcastle get the job done, and I think Cowboys sending off Matt Bowen up in Queensland get the job done. So for me, those two spots are already gone. I think there'll be an upset in one of those games. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, there always is. There always I is. You, I know a lot of people probably want to think that way, but for right, me, well, the Titans are going to need two upsets to get in, and they're going to have to upset Melbourne to get in. So I, I don't, th- I don't think the Titans are in, um, but I think the Warriors may sneak in. I, um, Parramatta, 
I don't know whether they'll win on Old Boys Day no. up in Newcastle, but the no, Tigers no. played really good footy on Friday night, and I think they're a big chance to beat the Cowboys. Well, I still think the Cowboys, with Thurston not having his best game and losing Matt Scott, still did the Sharks in fairly easily. So for me, there's too much good. In Do you it. think Melbourne will rest players? I still think they will, but uh, from him naming full strength, he's done that before. He's done it, yeah. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, maybe he'd, may, he may want them to play after the way they played last week. But yeah, that's, to me, that's I, sort of my thought. To me, well. a lot of it I looked at, though, I'm not blaming that loss on fatigue. They were horrible, but those guys have to be tired in particular. Mm. If it was me and nothing changes, I'm, I'm giving them the week off, but... Yeah, I would as well. They've got two bites of the cherry. They've got that in the bag. So I'd just be. I don't really care who you throw in Hampton and Glasby and any anyone else. Put Bobby Blair at five eight if you want for Christ's sake. Just chuck in. Probably still beat the top. Scraps for the week and just run them around. I don't want those blokes, you know, burn out. Especially last week. Like, see, that's the, the, that is the worst game I've seen Cameron Smith play since I've, uh, you know, been a Melbourne fan or since he's debuted in grade. So yeah, you know, and that's a long time. But yeah, for me, I'd be resting. But. Uh, the other one, probably an issue I had a problem with, is the sin bin. It's been smashed the last two weeks just since the non-sin bin. Uh, I thought Gallon got let off lightly. Well, and then Sam Burgess gets sin bin for one that was 50 metres out. I, I didn't think that was a professional foul. Yeah, there's plenty of things. But the, um, the biggest positive, I think, that came out today is the Auckland Nines. Uh, I, I was a bit over the All-Stars concept, like most people, because everyone pulled out. Uh, you know, it was a free jersey. It was a bit of a pre-season game, but all the clubs were kind of like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll pull out of this and that. And then when the sevens idea got thrown up, everyone was complaining and saying, what about player welfare? But now yeah, that they've now come out today and said it's Auckland Nines and there's $2 million plus dollars on the line for the team that wins, everyone seems yeah, well, money, money talks. Money talks. That's what the players want. Player welfare um, is, uh, you know, out the window in the cash hole. Yeah, exactly. But this is the one thing I wanted to do before we move on from this. Just off the top of your head, and I was thinking this before, if you had to guess right now from the play, the particular teams in the comp and the players they have, who would be your favourite to win the Nines? Win the Nines, Warriors probably. I pretty much had straight away thought, not only is it an awkward at Eden Park, but I think it suits them to a T. If not, I thought a team like Manly, Manly. who play those two dead on the edge of their halves. I thought they've the, got more the Roosters. Forwards. The Roosters have got, you know, that, that kind of back line again. South, with obviously with Inglis. you got those guys, Merritt, Inglis, Dylan Walker. Uh, and they're probably, the, oh, well, I suppose Melbourne would bring... A bit of, bit of set play with O'Neill and some of those other quicker outside backs, but I think them uh, and a couple of the top sides, like the Dogs, are a bit, the Coast, they're a bit too big. Yeah, well, Gordon Mead. Yeah. I, I think you'd have to go Manly. Well, you, you, you look at your halves, you know, you got Kelly and Yeah, but if you, um, if you have to pick it right now, I think the Warriors well, are more the Manly with the two there, players. yeah, over there. And then, yeah, well, it depends who plays, but... Those two back lines and those forward packs... Chuck Fletty, Mateo, Anthony Watmau, like you said before, more mobile forwards with the back lines you've got in the halves. I'd have to say they're probably my two favourite to win it. 2011 grand final uh, replay. Yeah, we've got a bit of, you know, some discussion topics there that we might throw up during the week so you can get everyone else's feedback and uh, probably your own fast fives as well. But for now, I'll move on to the reviews of the games from the weekend. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and Legends. Reviews of the matches from the weekend. Kicking off Friday night, South 32-18 to over the Tigers. And uh, 
I think this is pretty self-explanatory. It's just the story of the Tigers' year. They had an early sin bin opportunity with Sam Burgess that, uh, you know, a bit of a 50-50. Some agree, some don't. But they got 18 points, and then they conceded 32 unanswered for the rest of the game to go down 32-18. to 18. Mm. Uh, 18-0. But um, I thought South started terribly. That would be a concern for me uh, heading into this week for Michael Maguire. But... Um, apart from that, to come back and, and win the way they did and be as composed as they were. Um, and obviously the Tigers had a lot to play for. It was Marshall's last home game and um, all that sort of stuff. Farrah made a comeback, so it gave them more spark out of nine. And they looked good early, the Tigers, but um, South, that was a, it was a bit of a litmus test and they passed it. I think it's just pretty simple on both sides. That's the story of the Tigers' year. They had uh, an opportunity a couple of times during the year to get the job done and they didn't. Uh, obviously had that flat patch there, have a lot of debutants, but in a game like that where they had everything uh, kind of go their way, they, they fell out of favour again and they ended up getting beat down pretty convincingly. Well, the Sam Burgess one, I think it may have been the fact that he raked the ball, he didn't yeah. hold down. Oh. When, I, when I watched it live, I've just watched the highlights, I, um, I didn't realise he'd stripped the ball. So that that probably like graces it into the area of, yeah... People professional were foul. people were fifty fifty. I'm, I'm more of the opinion that you can't obviously knocking the ball out probably did him in. Uh, the other one in the Broncos games that was repeat offences, but I still think they're a bit sin bin happy. There's been other games, oh, definitely. Like, like that Sharks one the other way against the Roosters, where there was twenty something penalties and no one got binned, or that Dogs well, one with the yeah, Roosters. And one, of the, one of the Tigers tries was a lucky one. Um, the other two were. Uh, you know, well constructed. So, but uh, pretty straightforward. I, I thought that uh, Isaac Luke, obviously three tries, this he really controlled things, and it just shows that balance of having a good spine. Uh, if Reynolds or Sutton has a quiet night, or Gi still being injured, mm-hmm. Luke chips in with a game like that, and uh, the Burgess is all. Well, he's where it all starts. Luke, they need Luke playing as good a football as what he is now. I thought at the start of the year he, he, he was, was slow. Um, they need him at this level to win the comp, definitely. Easily. Um, but they've got four monsters in the Burgesses that all killed her. I thought Sam made up for his early sin bidding. He'd come back on, led the metres, scored a, a great try. And on the Tigers' side of things, I, I think you've just seen what we've been saying all year, and that's the young kids, Tedesco, I thought was pretty good. Sirenin yeah. uh, was awesome in the back row, made 160 metres, looked very comfortable out there, a lot better than he does, that is the half. And uh, then you've got your blokes like Nofaluma, making seven tackle busts and Tim Simona with another long runaway try. So everything points to next year for the Tigers. There's nothing else you could do. This week they head up to play the Cowboys. Mm. Uh, Matt Bowen's farewell, him and Jonathan Thurston and the crew up there. I think it's going to be a hard week for Benji Marshall and his farewell. What about the try Lottie Takiri letting? Yeah, pretty bad. Wow. Wow. uh, Lottie can't even keep his balance and he wants a new deal. So a bit strange. Michael McGuire blowing up at halftime. Yeah. See that footage on Have Channel to 9? Blow wow. Have to blow Kick the chair. Horrible. It was excellent. 18 points in the sin bin, but they went like... They did so well to get back to 18-12. 32 unanswered. Blah, we blah. were exchanging texts talking about live odds. Yeah. Right, you could have got, what, eighty on South? I was going to take them with two and a half. It was still 2.10, but I'm glad I didn't now because mm-hmm. I still would have got burned. 32 points is a lot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then on South side of things, what do you say? Isaac Luke controlled and started everything. All the Burgesses, an epic night for them. We got to see the Burgess set. Four carries from all yeah. four brothers. Well, you spoke about it and, uh, maybe uh, last week or the week before. When are we yeah. going to see it? And, and we saw the Burgess, the Burgess Mall, the tackle at the end there where Matt Bell spilled the pill when all four of them jumped on top of it. <laughs> well, but, there's uh, 400 kilos laying on top of I, it. I was a little disappointed. I'm not Benji Marshall's uh, biggest fan, obviously, from what's been happening the previous weeks, but I thought all the 
Channel 9 coverage and hype around the, the Burgess and everything that happened. They only just showed a little glimpse at the end there of Benji walking off down the tunnel. So I thought they might have been able to share that a little bit better. And it was Robbie Farrow and Lottie Dekiri and a few other people's milestone games. So mm. a bit of a, you know, a bit of a blunt on the advertisement of so many key players playing on such an important night. But yeah. moving on from that, South versus the Roosters. Everybody knows about this game that week. Uh, this week, it's going to be a cracker for the minor premiership. The Roosters have got a couple out. South's pretty much full strength, but... Uh, even full strength at the moment. I, I wish O'Donnell and a couple of these blokes that are going to be out, Sheck and the like, were all there so we could see this game. But, you yeah. know, we still might be looking at this as a possibility for the grand final. Well, it's going to be, yeah, they, they're going to meet again. Oh, I think there's no doubt about it. We'd, we'd like to think so. But the other Friday night game, the Newcastle Knights versus the Brisbane Broncos, and this is just another one of uh, story of the year, the Brisbane Broncos leading a game and then letting it slip, and that's the reason they're not playing finals football. Yeah, they on the biggest stage as well. Like, must win well, game at home. At home. Yeah, twenty six to eighteen. They were up. And 14. Newcastle had a lot of players out. Yeah, well, they were up fourteen nil. They got Willie Mason back. No Kate Snowden. No Jeremy Smith. Bo Scott's playing with a torn tendon in his foot. Everything's going their way. And Kirk Gidley got injured. Yeah, they let a try in, and then Kirk Gidley scores just after San Thado gets uh, you know Sinbin for repeat infractions. That's fourteen ten at that stage. And Newcastle, you know, to their credit, didn't even score during the Sinbin period. They scored just after that, but not again. I thought, I really thought Newcastle never looked like winning this game. Never looked like getting back into this game. And then, well, you know, with half an hour to go, things just turned. Well, Darius Boyd took it really upon himself. He grabbed a double and was pretty outstanding. And the halves and the forwards really sturdy up after Gidley went off. And sad to see that again, as we all know. You know, he's had uh, some issues the last couple of years. Hasn't really been able to stay on the field. But at the same time, Wayne Bennett... Not trying to be ruthless, said we we virtually haven't had him, so it's not really a big loss or a big adjustment. Yeah. Roberts goes back there. And um, Gower comes in, you think? Yeah, someone just goes to the bench. And mm. this week they get Jeremy Smith back, so... What about the Iwate drop? That come at a bad time. What do you uh, think Wayne Bennett was thinking then? What do you need to say about it? He, he spilt the pill over the line and he ran it with one end. If you can't get the job done with you one end... you got to dive there, surely. Oh, I know what Nathan Blacklock would have done. Two hands, front flip, something. Do, yeah. the, car, do the forward roll with the double hand plan yeah. if that's what you got to do to put it down with two one hands. One thing I'm going to be critical of, and during the game I was blowing up about this, is that Brisbane taking penalty goals. They love it. Like, I just, I didn't get it. Yeah, didn't get it. it there just, was one time there where they're up 12-0. They had Newcastle under the pump. They take the penalty goal. They go up 14-0. I know. Yeah, but it's a point of what we've, I've said all year. Their forwards do all, their forwards do all the work and their backs don't get them points and the halves yeah. don't get them anything. I thought 14-6 half-time, uh, Newcastle would have been happy. I'm sick of sounding like a broken record giving the raps to the same people in Josh Maguire, who was epic, and Corey Parker, who scored, and Andrew McCulloch, who scored. I love Josh Maguire. The bloke's a nutcase, and no one should be able to play that many minutes. What do you think of the Sam Sothido Sinbin? Fair enough? Well, the repeat infractions I can understand, but I've just mentioned two previous games that had 26 penalties in them, mm. and no one got Sinbin for repeat infractions in those fixtures. Yeah, so yeah, what, the what Titans Forest game was the, was the one, wasn't it? That was yeah, the, well, what about the Roosters-Sharks one? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. No one got Sinbin Same. in that one either. Yeah, interesting. So figure it out. You can't have 20-something in a game and go, no Sinbins, and then in a game where there's probably eight and six each way, you go, right, repeat infractions, someone goes, yeah. Bit. What about David Fatalonga taking Brisbane player out? Oh, a big fella. Took a player out. He took a dive earlier and got a penalty too. It was a, a mixed bag for all of them. But uh, Newcastle, I really thought that Darius Boyd has been uh, progressively better since the origin period and starting to play a bit more of the football that we would have expected when he went there. Uh, Leilua, what a bargain buy. He picked him up in Gay Guy on the cheap, both uh, on the scrap heap from their, their clubs. And that's the kind Where of do they rank in centre pairings? Oh, well, they're one of the the, definitely one of the best ones in the comp as far as age is concerned. You're looking at a 22-year-old and a 21-year-old man. Even the Melbourne centre pairing, 
I wouldn't rank above that Newcastle no, centre period. Well, not with Blair and Chambers. I'd be, Chambers is a good centre, but not so much. Blair's not really someone sort of. Yeah, so I think they're right up there with the with the best centres in the game. Well, you're talking about a the 21 year old, too. a 21 year old who's been playing since 2009 in Leilua and played in the grand final. Yeah, and played City Country, and then gay guys and Australian schoolboys rep who fell off the bandwagon, but since he's gone there, has turned into a pretty fantastic centre. So, well, I just take out of that that. Brisbane at the most crucial time just fell apart and um, you can't afford to do it this end of the year and they don't deserve to play finals and they won't be playing finals. No, most definitely Newcastle, not. very inconsistent. Um, you know, the day they put in an 80-minute 80, 80 performance, uh, they will be a title contender, but until they can they can do that on a week-to-week yeah, well, basis... For they, me, they still lack in their forward pack. I don't... They're, 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 they're too old. They're too old. They're too much the same. you got Smith, you got Scott, you got Mason. All those blokes aren't going to be there. To carry out this plan over his four-year deal, he needed to buy younger, uh, try and push a little bit more like what he did when he bought Alex McKinnon, someone but in that mould, or Robbie Rocco, but he's just persisted with the old Ducks. So I'd like to see what's going to happen next year, recruitment-wise, because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they need some fresh blood in the forwards. Yeah, they're, those gonna, they're in with a chance anyway. They're in the finals. Those so blokes aren't going to do them any, any good in two and years' time. And power this week on Old Boys Day. So. Yeah, well, that one, you can bank the points. They're going to finish seventh. The Broncos play the Dogs at home. This is a bit interesting now that Barber's moved there, but uh, even though he's not playing, I think there might be a bit of steam in this one, but wait and see what happens. But moving on to Saturday night, this one I definitely don't want to spend too much time on because it was just embarrassing if you're a Canberra supporter and as someone who has friends at Canberra, 50 to 16, they went down to the Warriors over in New Zealand. Mm. Uh, any chance of showing something for the new coach, Duneman, or showing any pride or you know for themselves has definitely not been shown over the last few weeks, even with... Everything that's gone on, I'm not going to say that they're not in a position to, you know, feel a bit hard done by. They've had a terrible year, but at the end of the day, it's just not acceptable to be getting pumped every single week. They're the exception to the rule, because I expected them to uh, really pick up once Dunneman came in, and they haven't. They've stunk. Uh, not showing much passion at all. I know, obviously, a, a difficult place to go, but their final hopes are on the line. So, uh, yeah, I know the Warriors were too, but... Um, what's, just, more, what's more yeah, disappointing is their final, their finals hopes have been booked in for weeks. They've had consecutive six consecutive losses, I think now, or five consecutive losses. Yeah, and they were on twenty four all those weeks. Yeah, ago. we did say we did say back then they had the hardest run home. They did, so. but take all these issues away. I don't think they performed the way they have. I reckon they no, would. Have, I reckon they not. would have scabbed one or two games out of this and probably made it, or they should have on their roster. But mm. with everything that's happened with Ferner with Ferguson, with Dugan, with everything that's gone on during the year, Milford wanted to leave, the coaching situation. All I can say for them right now well, they started is there's up. two things that need to be sorted out, and that's they need to get a coach in, whether it be Neil Henry or who, he seems to be the favourite right now, needs to be confirmed, and they need to sort out the Milford and the Ferguson situations. They need to just get out in the media. Well, I think Ferguson's gone. And I, I think I he's just, gone too. Yeah. He's going to leave, and so is Milford, but they need to just sort it out. They're dragging it out, yeah. saying, oh, we're going to talk this or we're going to discuss that stop holding these critical meetings and trying to hold on to you know what is done and just move on Have, well, get on the media yeah but say, I'll be I, I'm with them on the Ferguson one yeah, I well, wouldn't be sucking him because chase, that just means you can go somewhere else and that's exactly what so you want so chase compensation but do something about it don't whinge about it and say we're going to drag it out no well it's, the Milford one I think they should just let him go well, as they, long as they that's, don't have a choice. that's uh, proven to be you know, the reasons are, are good enough reasons and well, simple, we're not going to comment on that because we don't know. Do what Ray Castle did. Discuss that he's got one year left. Yeah. He's not leaving for money purposes. To prove that, his last year, which is next year, if transferred to the Brisbane Broncos, has to be paid on whatever wage he's on, which yeah, isn't much enough. at the moment. 
and then he's going to get his upgrade next year. But the more problem with that and the Ben Barber one as well is, is it what they get to underplay star, underpay star players? I, I do have a problem with that. They do, but at the same time, if you're the club, they're going to pay compensation out. But where do you, where do they spend it? Where do Canberra and where do the Bulldogs spend it? Well, when the Bulldogs won five hundred thousand from the minor premiership the other year, they bought a hyperbaric chamber, so there's always room to buy. Yeah, but things I mean, it's not going to club. It's not going to help you next year on the field. No, it's not. But at the same time, they don't have a choice. They they got the get out clause. I think it's going to be it. one for one. I, I I can't see how you can just take someone's well. You take Brisbane's, sorry, Canberra star player and the Bulldogs star player, like Dalian player of the year. Milford will probably be rookie of the year this year. Well, we go back to clauses, though. That's, if you're it's dumb ridiculous enough, that if, they just get both those players if you're for free, basically. dumb enough to put those clauses in or let them put them in, well, then that's your own fault now. They're going to lose both of well, them. Well, dumb enough, but then again, if you uh, if you want to sign them, you have to put them in. Yeah, but you've inserted them, so you're going to have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. I you, just I find it weird. I think it's we've got to bring in a trade or a, um, a free agent sort of style thing. Simple like, summary of it, though. Ferguson's situation, different to Milford's. Milford, I don't think they can do anything about it. Ferguson, I'd be after Conway. Well, they can. They, they can do something about the Milford one. They're just going to do their due diligence and make sure that the situation is what it what he says it is. Because otherwise, that'll open Pandora's box. You well, just say, look, this is happening at home. I want to go home, you know? Well, it's been... You've seen Bo Champion do it. Um, you've seen plenty of players do yeah, it. Yeah, so champion you never knew and having a heart attack and Melbourne weren't too bothered. No, no, no well, but, we, so. but we don't know that. You, you don't know how bad his, his father's health situation is. That only, well, they, only, they, only they know. That's he's all had I'm a heart saying. attack and he's almost died previously, okay. so that's well, probably enough right there. But why, why is he in Canberra now then? Why didn't he, why didn't he Cause play in Brisbane he, before? It happened while he was in Canberra and yeah. Brisbane didn't find him, so you can't blame him for being recruited by Canberra because Brisbane were too stupid to find him. But if it was big enough of an issue to move down to Canberra... Yeah, but it wasn't an issue when he left because he wasn't that sick. I wouldn't sick. be happy if I was Canberra and I can see their point. Yeah, well, it happened after he moved there, so there's nothing he can do about that. But uh, when you lock yourself into a contract, that's what it is. Back to the game, not all the bull crap about Canberra. New Zealand Warriors, I will give them a wrap. Two hat-tricks in the game. Manu Vatavai, 250 metres, three pies. Sean Johnson, now the world record holder for the quickest hat-trick in an NRL match. Six minutes and 30 seconds. Thomas Lulua set a couple up. The forwards just ran all over him. Kevin Locke, all the backs, Hurrell, Lamarpe. It was just an absolute embarrassment for Canberra. And all their points were scored by Jared Croker, who scored a hat-trick and kicked all the goals. And Besides that, there's only two names I can give a wrap to. Vaughan is uh, the only forward over 100 metres again. So that's showing more proof about White, Tilson, Chillington not pulling their weight. These are representative standard players, and two of them in particular played for Australia. And uh, Sam Salima, 10 tackle busts off the wing and more metres in the whole forward pack as well, 160. So pretty sad situation when uh, all... They didn't have much ball because they were tackling the whole game. All all their younger kids were the ones that pulled the weight, not the Australian and former origin they should, have punted, they should have punted some of those blokes last year. They, they haven't performed for years. So it's time for them to step up. What about Lars? What's going on with Lars? Is he going or is Lars he staying? Or is he... No, well, there's nothing being said. Lars was named, didn't he's play. He's up a lot of cash too. He's still on the same amount of cash, so yeah. he's up for a deal. I'm pretty sure that if they want to offload him previously, that was a four-year deal, thought to be somewhere around 350 to four, so I think it's about time they sever ties there. Yep. But what do you say? It's, it well, was, it Warrior, was a see you next week. Because that, that 60-0 loss to Penrith is going to cost them a spot in the finals. But their hands... Four against wise. Yeah, their hands is in the, you know, Cowboys and the Knights hold their yep. fate. They win, they're in. They lose uh, and Warriors win, they'll get in. So Dragons away, they'll know whether they got a shot as well because the game's before they run out to play. I don't think it's going to matter. Canberra, Canberra at home. Um, I think the Warriors will just lay on the score. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see what happens there. They've had a pretty bad record when they've come over to play the Dragons, but... Uh, 
Canberra, they're at home, but they're playing the Cronulla Sharks. The Sharks aren't going to have Wade Gray and Bakuya or Gallon, but I still see enough in them. Raiders. They're going to come have a dig, and uh, if the way of Canberra been playing, I still can't back Canberra. Mm. But the other Saturday game, uh, the Dogs effectively ending Penrith season 34-14. to 14. The Pennies were up 14-6 to 6 and looking pretty good, but there was a try right on half-time that really sent a burst of bubble. They had a couple opportunities to stop that. Uh, it was pretty poor that they couldn't, but good try. That, that really hurt them. And then the second half, there was 20 unanswered, uh, 28 unanswered points after they had that 40, a 14-6 to 6 lead. So just pretty straightforward. Penrith ran out of puff and the, the dogs ran over them. Yeah, Penrith started making errors. That was a, that was a problem. Start of the game, uh, they they defended their line well, um, and you know they uh, they managed to build some pressure. The Panthers, but um, when you're not holding the ball and you're making dumb mistakes, that's um, obviously going to be hard. I, I think conceding 28 points um, or the, or the 28 nil scoreline after that, that's going to clearly will be filthy about that. Oh, well, he's, he's already come out and said he's proud of what they've accomplished this season. I feel he wouldn't have been happy with the with the second half. They've got a chance this week, I suppose, against Manly to go out with a bang. Manly are going to be missing Stewart and Bura, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. And there you go. Look, it's probably an opportunity missed. You know, they they got Manly at a good time. Um, well, they're getting Manly at a good time, so uh, it, it could have been one there where if they they hold on in this game, they they could potentially have made the finals. Well, there's one thing out of this for me again was another young man that I keep whinging hasn't got a contract yet, that's Tim Lafoy. Mm. I don't understand how they've re-signed everyone they have and Tim Lafoy is still sitting there on the waiting list. If I'm the Sharks or Parramatta or one of these teams that needs a centre, I'm knocking on Tim Lafoy's door. Because yeah. if the dogs don't want him, well, I'll, he's, I'll he's win. He's better than the two that the Sharks have got, that's yeah, for sure. He's better than, better than Blake Ashford, the one they bought, and or Chris Lawrence potentially that's coming over. He may have played rep football, but at least he's consistent. Mm. And on the Parramatta side of things, much the same if... Loco's going to be persistently injured, and Ryan Morgan can't really make good defensive decisions but can attack. I'd rather have Lafayette again. So yeah. those two clubs in particular, I'd be waking up, smelling the coffee of all you blokes and going after him. But very good by the dogs. James Graham led from the front, got an early try. Reynolds threw a couple of lovely passes to set up a you know a couple of the tries there. And Trent Hodkinson, who's re-signed for two years yesterday, I think he was pretty good again. So... They're, they're making do without Barber, without Cassiano, without Pritchard, and we'll just have to wait and see. Or I'm still undecided because they've been so up and down, but finals is uh, booked in for them, and potentially a dangerous game first week against the Cowboys may loom, but if I'm them, I'd probably want to play Newcastle, not the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, on the Penrith side of things, it's pretty straightforward. They've uh, cleared out Lachlan Coote and a couple other players who are moving on next year, Clint Newton and the like. They've got... A lot of fresh blood coming. I'm not in particularly a big fan of the halves pairing of Wallace and Soward, and I'd like to see like John. what's going to happen to John with this situation. But, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's for next year. They, they've got some blood coming in. Brent Bankay and a couple others. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah. I reckon they've massively overachieved this year. They should be very proud. But they finish what up this week. What about the Josh Reynolds pass? The, the Harbour Bridge pass for a try? There was the two. one that looked like he, he sort of half-cocked it, and it's come out slow and harbour-bridged and sort of looped over the top and scored off it. I wonder whether that was intentional. He threw two crackers, but I thought him and uh, Graham probably led from the front along with the backs. All their backs were pretty good. And uh, with Penrith, I thought McKendry really, really good. Since he's come back from that neck injury, he showed no signs. Meeting leader, Eater again for them. And Isaac, John, you mentioned before, thought he had a great game. But uh, they play Manly away this week. That'll be a tough one. And the Dogs, we just mentioned before, head up to Brisbane. A good situation there, but uh, we'll see how they finish up heading to the finals. But the other Saturday fixture, the ambush of the round, uh, a surprise to me. I thought it was going to be a close game, but definitely not. 28-8, to eight, Manly Seagulls romping 
The Storm, uh, they were very dominant, particularly in the first half. 65% of possession to 35. It was almost 20 sets to 13, and Melbourne were just error-riddled. I think they completed something like 7 of 13, and Manly were 18 from 20, and the inside 20 tackles was already in the 20 count. But the edges were the biggest concern, and there's no line speed on the edges. Oh, well. They just moved sideways, or they were just too slow. Like the, the way uh, Manly managed to just go bang, bang, and move the ball to the outside of, of Melbourne really caused them problems. Well, second half, Man- Melbourne didn't concede as much. It was only it was 20-4 half-time, 28-8 second half. So a better defensive performance, what you would have expected. But what concerned me more yeah. was the amount of opportunities they wasted. They went up there a couple of times and found O'Neill, and he just baseball slid not to go out three or four times where... You're down by 20-something points. You just need to either embrace the contact with Brett Stewart, have a dive at the line, or come back on the inside. I just thought there was a lot of opportunities there that went by Melbourne. Not saying they were... First half or second half? I think second both. half. I thought first there half. There was a couple of the first half, well. but they were absolutely torn apart first half. Yeah, but that would have stemmed the flow. I thought they, they missed a couple of near chances early in the first half that could have uh, possibly changed the game. But I don't know what to take out of it. Were Melbourne that bad or mainly that good? It's it hard was, to tell. It, it was, everyone's... It was, we're starting to get back onto to Melbourne's bandwagon, and I'm one of them. And this this performance hasn't really worried me. Um, uh, it doesn't worry me, but it's pretty straightforward. They've got problems on the edges. If they're going to manly play them again, they're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah, but you never you're not going to see Cameron Smith play as bad a game of that. No, but this year. Cameron Smith is null and void if you shift and take the forwards out and tire them out like they did. So I think Manly may have showed what Newcastle did a couple of years ago to Melbourne. And that's if you play the edges and make them come in and make bad decisions, mm. you can come up trumps and it makes the forwards work a lot harder than that. Dude. We had absolutely no go forward. We were dominated in the middle. And then on the flip side, Manly were just making you know metres at ease. So yeah. I, I think it's attitude. I, Melbourne just got beat to the punch um, from minute one. And 24, uh, 20 to 4 at half time was too big of a hole. Left edge was the biggest concern. Jamie Lyon, outstanding. David Williams bagged a hat-trick. Brett Stewart got a double. And Cherry Evans and Foran, Foran forced about four or five dropouts. His development as a half is absolutely outstanding this year. And Cherry Evans' confidence just blows my mind. He, uh, he I, don't, I don't know what to say about him. The pair of them, to me, are probably close to the best halves pair now in the comp. If you're mm-hmm. going to go against them, the Roosters and Melbourne, Melbourne cronks virtually... Not going to say on his own now without Widop, but even when he had Widop, I think I'd still probably take Foran and Cherry Evans over those two. Uh, you know, Sutton and Reynolds. I, I like Reynolds, but again, if it was the pairing, I'm still going to take the Manly pair. And then the Roosters pair again, I don't really like Pierce. So I think this is potentially the best half pairing in the comp, mm-hmm. Foran and Cherry Evans. Oh, they are definitely. We've spoken about it all year. They're uh, they're a class above, and they're only going to get better. They're both um, very young, but. For me, it was just missed chances for Melbourne. Um, that performance doesn't concern me at all. Brookie Oval and everything went Manly's way. Um, all their little chances turned into points. Melbourne's chances, um, a lot of the time, was no points. Well, so I'll give... a lot of people, um, you know, knee-jerk reactions to a game like this. So yeah. um, we'll see. Well, I give no mercy to Melbourne because I thought it was a disgusting performance. But uh, looking at that, I'm not going to. Well, even why? I'm not going to drop one over the line. Yeah, but I'm not going to accuse them of being tired, but to me this I'm week, he's, he's named everyone. I've said it for weeks coming. If they were settled in the position and nothing can change, they need a rest. I'm resting those players this week. But uh, as far as what Craig Bellamy has on his mind, uh, it may be different, but I, I have to rest those players. Yeah, but they, they've got a top two. Uh, they've top got two four. chances, top four position, so I'd be resting. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping he does. I hope this doesn't make him uh, change any plans that he may have had. On the Manly side, I think, like I said... 
Uh, they've, they've been beaten up a little bit this week. Uh, Bureau's got a rib cartilage problem. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. Watmau's not named again, but has come out today and said he'll be right for finals uh, after resting his knee for a few weeks. And Brett Stewart's hamstring. They're I'll hoping... be doing exactly the same if I'm oh, manly. I'll be playing. resting as well. Worried. They're, they're locked into third. Nothing's changing, but... Uh, you know, they've got David Gow on the back row, Jesse Senefly on the bench, and Peter Hicku, who I think's a great fullback anyway. He's so a weapon. Wait and see what happens this week when they play Penrith at home and Melbourne play the Titans at home, which for me, I'd, if you've got any money out there, I think the Titans are paying about $8. Just chuck a tenner on them because if Melbourne pull their players out. Titans uh, got plenty know, to play for. Titans, depending on results, and this being a Saturday night game, they will actually. They're they, going to need to win. They, they have to win. And then they're going to they need results to go their way. Yeah. Well, I don't, um, when's that Cowboys game? Is that the Saturday as well? Saturday as well. Is that before them or same time? That's, that's the one you've got to wonder. Yeah, it's after it. So 5.30 is Melbourne Gold Coast, 7.30 is North Queensland West, and then the Sunday is Newcastle Park. Well, so. Simple. They need to win and then wait to see what happens when they get off the field. Yeah. Well, so. But the Titans are going to need Warriors to lose. Um, yeah. They're going to need Cowboys to lose. Most importantly, the Cowboys are the one that hold their fate. Newcastle mm-hmm. are going to be safe. I'm, I'm, but then again, the Titans lost to the Cowboys a few weeks ago, I'm, so you can't... I'm 99% certain that Newcastle are in. But if that's the one for me, Cowboys have got the, their fate of the Warriors and the Titans in their hands. And if the Warriors win, you guys, I think I'm falling against miss out as well. So there's two games yeah, kind of there. That you have to there's a lot of it. lot of different uh, scenarios. So you just you'll just roll with it game to game. Mm. Um, but obviously, the first first two games of the weekend don't have anything to do with it. But and then yeah, you get into Warriors, Gold Coast, West, um, who all just have uh, some different. Uh, variations on how things may finish up, but um, basically, yeah, as we said before, Newcastle and the Cowboys hold their own fate. They win, they're in. Yeah, I think Newcastle's done. I think eighth is anyone ready, but Sunday fixtures, North Queensland, who just spoke about on an absolute roll, 31-18 to 18, over the Sharks. Uh, Sharks started a bit on the back foot, not even Carney playing in the game, but early on, Scott went on after 20 minutes. Uh, didn't think Jonathan Thurston was as good as he's been, but Matt Bowen, if he wanted to show you his quality before he retired. He certainly did on the weekend. He set up three cracking tries, and he scored one himself. He was just an absolute gem. Uh, I could almost single-handedly put the win down to Matt Bowen on the weekend. Mm. It was a bit of a grinding-type performance. and uh, Shark started well. It was a bit try-for-try. It was fairly even up until the end of the game there. Uh, But Matt Bowen, almost single-handedly, like I said, he he put his mark on this game, and uh, what a player he's been, and... It's going to be very sad. Hasn't uh, he come good the last month? I hope they go deep into the finals, but I still can't justify signing. I know a lot of people are probably disappointed, but with all the injuries and problems he's got, they need to move on. Mm. And a lot of other clubs, it's it's not a good buy to pick somebody up at that age for such a key position when there's so many good fullbacks in the comp. So I am very sad to see him go. But that game on the weekend was reminiscent of the Matt Bowen I grew up watching, that's mm. for sure. Yeah, well, you don't know what injury concerns he's had all year. So, oh, his I, knees are rooted. He's got no cartilage left, so yeah, you, you can't I still keep would have signed him for another year. No, nah, I can't keep a bloke who's running on bone. In who's not training, who's not involved half the time because you're just too busy managing his program. So I'm interested to see what we're saying this time next year. They need to sever. They had to sever ties. They just have to suffer Why? through it. Why? Because no. he's busted. No. He's got bone on bone. He's 31 years old. He may have played right in the weekend, but where's he been for the rest of the year? Exactly yeah. what you just said. You yeah, but I still would have kept. Can't justify a contract after a month's football to ease in the other bloke. Um, I would have kept the He's going to struggle to do a preseason again. He's as long as he was willing to take a pay cut, um, which I think he would have. Two in and out. I love him, but everything. I think if Neil Henry stays, Matt Bowen would be staying. Well, um, Neil Henry's the one who hasn't signed him when he had the chance early on anyway. He said, told him that he was at the back of the list. 
after everyone else and they've signed everyone else and that's why it's got to the point where it has. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I can't sign him if I'm them and I think it's just pretty justified. But half-time it was 12-all, very tight contest early on. Uh, you know, they get up 18-12, Cronulla's favour, Bakuya, he come on and had a good impact when he got called in, he scored a double, but for the rest of the game, it just all kind of went downhill for the, the Sharkies, the, Matt Bowen controlled the situation, their forwards got forward, James Tarmel was outstanding, and Cooper and Sims ran nice uh, lines off Matty Bowen to grab the extra tries, but second half, they just come home with the wind in their sails, they embraced the grind, uh, they didn't panic when Matty Scott went off, and James Tarmel and all the other forwards compensated uh, well for that situation, and as far as the hooker spots was concerned, uh, everyone worried about that. That didn't prove to be an issue at all. No, no. Um, good performance. Well, as I said, the Sharks started fast, but um, the Cowboys, and especially the prison, you, you saw what happens on Monday night. I think I don't think the Sharks like playing daytime footy. Well, I think it's just simple. They love, it. They you, love a wet, slippery they night need, footy down the middle. It's simple for them, though. They need Todd Carney. I think you take Todd yeah. Carney out, they're a, they're a pretty ordinary side. Jeff Robson's a good half, but... Todd Carney is probably the only real classy and creative player they've got. And, yeah. you know, Michael Gordon as well feeds off him. That Those two kind of bounce off one another. But Todd Carney in this, I think would maybe... That game, didn't it? Would have been a better game, but I'm still very happy. And, you know, the Cowboys, to me, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing this week. Mango, Matty Bowen at home for his last game up there. I think they'll put on an absolute barnstormer against the Tigers, which is uh, who they're going to be playing at home. And Cronulla, as we've said, they travel away to Canberra. Nothing's uh, really going to change for them unless they lose. If you you're know. the Tigers, I'd be motivated to play that game, but I am motivated. Grand, that's your grand final. That is your grand final, but this is also the Cowboys' grand final because mm. they're not confirmed either. And it's like I said, no, Matt, they, they, they lose. It's their out. home turf. It's Matty Bowen's last game. I think more of those little things go in their favour. The Tigers had a lot of milestones last week, and even with an 18-point start, they couldn't get the job done. So. Yeah. I still think the, the Cowboys come home hard. Buzz. Cronulla, they're going to be missing Gallon, Bakuya and Graham, but I still think the way Canberra's been playing, I, I, I'd probably see them if they get in that dirty grind that they're so good at. Canberra not being able to hedge it with them because Carney's going to be back in, but uh, that's a pretty uh, a pretty hard game to pick with those players out, I think. But, you know, you've got to give a wrap to Joel Reithmeyer, the new I Dallas like Johnson. Canberra in that game. Yeah, I'm not, not really a big fan on them, not the way they've been, but... Bowen outstanding. Uh, Reithmile, 170 metres, 40 tackles. Cooper's double. Tarmel's 190 metres. And Bolton, when Scott went off, he would have been asked to do a job. He ran for 160, so they haven't lost too much. He was borderline origin the other year, mm. and his form's been pretty good, so they'll be right in, uh, in that regard. And far as the Sharks were concerned, there wasn't too many positives besides Fafita knocking up his numbers as he usually did. And Bakuya, I thought, was pretty pretty solid with his double there in, in the limited opportunities he had and the Warriors pick him up next year he's a great player we so. spoke about Melbourne's edge defence well the Sharks edge, edge defence in this game wasn't much better oh, we talk about their back line all the time and why they need to buy a player like a Lafayette or someone who they can pick up on the cheaper that is a quality player but what's uh, what's Gallon? Gallon only got a week for that tackle yep I think that's well, like I said before Jesus mate, they've been let off a lot there in my books mm. but, uh, especially considering we did you get any loading for the punch or, on in origin, or why is he, it because he, it's not the same offence? Is he, that I think he was, I think he was whinging, saying he's been punished from that by the fact he got the week because okay. those points well, cost him a game. Should, but I think he should give lucky. himself an uppercut because he should have at least got two weeks for that. Yeah. And if the loading cost him another week, well then too bad. I think that you can't be just jumping on a bloke's neck no. and trying to. Ring It'll take it. someone to get a serious neck injury when someone they, gets uh, a Jared McCracken situation again, exactly. and then we'll wait and see how he deals with it. You know, but the other Sunday game. 
One for you, the Titans, 30-22, to 22, a great upset. They were paying 14 bucks, but and I had some cash on them. Uh, as far as I was concerned for them this year, that's probably the best they've played. It was almost near perfection, their, their completion but again, rate. It's, it's the games you do not expect them to win, where they, they come good and they'll surprise you. And I, I don't know what it is, uh, you know, whether it's the reverse psychology of it all, that they, they feel nervous with coming into games they're expected to win, and, and then vice versa when... Um, Sorry, they feel nervous in yeah, games they're expected to win. When they're written off, they just, you know, um, cool heels and, and roll into games and uh, play a bit of carefree footy. But um, they were great. It was really, really nice to watch. And um, even though the Roosters were, were clearly off their game. Yeah, well, the completion rate was one thing for me that's usually not a big strength of theirs or, you know, controlling a game. And in all aspects, they were really good. They completed high. Scored five good tries besides the last one, which was just a free intercept, but they got the job done. You know, they were 12-10 at half time. They stayed in the grind with a, a very, very high-quality side in the Roosters. Then Don got put through for a nice try there where he screened away for 70 metres. Your favourite player, he, he saved the try as well, old Anthony Don. And that was probably the other big thing coming out of this, the amount of saves that the Roosters, uh, not the Roosters. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Sorry, the Titans made, that's been one of their biggest issues is stopping tries on their line during this year. Mm. They've been probably one of the worst teams as far as red zone defence is concerned. Once you get in their 20... The Gold Coast. They've just yeah. been a pushover. But in this game against a side that is usually, you know, the great defender, they've they've copped 30 points two weeks in a row, the Roosters. So yeah. hopefully this Friday night... Their defence as well. Terrible. Um, just sliding on their line. and um, there's, a, there's a few sides there that everyone was, uh, you know, falling in love with that... Showed some real, real strange signs on the weekend. So, you know, but a week's a long time in footy. Mm. But second half, uh, they just blew them away. You know, they they got and embraced the grind again. They were twenty-two eighteen down after a bit of Sonny Bill Burns to Moa after he got put in report for cracking Nate Miles in the jaw. But uh, you know that that try by Takarangi, I bet that was sweet. He put Falloon through a hole, I think it was, and then Falloon gave it back to him, taken under the posts, mm. and then the Roosters in desperation with minutes to go. Throw a, you know, a speculator back in the middle of the field and the big man, Dave Taylor, 200 metres for the day, runs under the post and drops the big swan dive. So, mm. you know, game, set, match. One that no one of us picked on, obviously, the tab. Like I said, at 14 bucks, if anyone did have a bet on the Titans... Well, the, I did have a bet. The tab would have been hurting. Uploaded it to uh, Facebook, too. Yeah, times. the Roosters, I thought, uh, you know, Sheck had a pretty good game and, as usual, a couple of blokes in the middle and Hargroves and Friend, they grinded away, but errors, four by Sonny Bill... Uh, their penalty count was massively down to usual. They had, it was only 6-5, so a pretty light game in terms of penalties. But uh, their defence, they're usually their, their biggest strength in their go forward. I thought they lacked a bit of both, mm. and particularly the line defence. They've definitely got to fix that up. But for the Titans, uh, both Loon, I think, uh, outstanding. Ryan James, again, I've got no idea what has woken him up to the fact, you know, to play the way that he showed in the 20s he could play in the NRL. Was he was almost, in the Sunny Bill at halftime. Yeah, it was well, excellent. It, when he first came into grade, that was almost that whole, I'm here now, so he was walking around acting like a bit of a peanut and being a bit of a grub, but now it's kind of like clicked, okay, 
I'm, you know, I'm here to play football. I'm going to do what I was doing in the under-20s. And he's yeah. actually having a real effect on games now. So, but uh, him, Dave Taylor... Well, similar to Jarrah Rhea Hargreaves. Rhea yeah, Hargreaves had a bit of that chip anyway. on his shoulder. Though. Yeah. I'm an NRL player now, blah, blah, blah. But this year and last year, near the back, you know, for half the year, he's been just epic and probably, to me, might be a potential leader for New Zealand come World Cup time. But, uh, you know, Dave Taylor, that's... Bit sorry that it's been this late in the year, but he had a good game. Greg Bird and you know a couple of the backline players, Anthony Don and these guys, they all chipped well, in. Tucker Bird's doing, uh, playing two roles. He's playing sort of as a back rower and then also a ball player on that edge as well. Now they um, need it because uh, Kelly doesn't really set too much up. He's more of a spur of the moment player. And I said it a couple of weeks ago. Caesar needs to be the seven because the moment Kelly's come back in again, Caesar's gone back into the back seat. Mm. He's not controlling the game like he was. He was better when he was first receiver. Uh, moving on to the Monday night game. Well, what do you say? 15th versus 16th. Parra got the win, 26-22. to 22, But uh, I'm, I was just kind of sitting there. It, was, it wasn't exactly a, a game I was excited about. And the quality of it proved exactly why it wasn't a game to get excited well, about. Well, I think the Dragons sort of started off hard. Boom, 12-0. Um, playing good footy and then just fell asleep. And that's the reason they're not playing finals. They're yep. not doing any better. And the other thing I don't get... You know, he had Drinkwater in there who had a few good kicks early on. That was enough to show you why all year... Yeah, he should have been in there. All the Dragons fans and even myself have just been sitting there going, why is Nathan Fiend number one? You know, he's played... He's tried hard at halfback, but his kicking game in general is terrible. You've yeah. needed a bloke with a kicking game all along. Even if you kind of had to protect him a little bit, Jamie Soward style, up and they used to ride him shotgun. You needed at least two kickers in, the, in your side, but instead he placed all the weight for the whole year on Nathan Fiend, who's not even a halfback. Mm. So that, Interesting. That, that's yeah. one. That's just one there. I look at and say, why? But you live and die by those decisions. Yeah, and, well, very um, stupid. But uh, I, I don't. I don't think you should have a job at the end of this year. No, you shouldn't have a job. There's no way you should have a job. Mm. The only thing I can bring up out of this is to look to next year. So for the Dragons, Woodop and Williams definitely are going to be their house pairing. There's no way it's going to be Fiend. I, I do like Quinlan. I, th- I think he's tried hard. He's been a good grinder, but I still don't see him being that house pair with those two blokes. And. Mm. Uh, you know, we're going to see Mike Cooper that's coming over from England, Joel Thompson, Dylan Farrell. So definitely some players they need. They need another forward to replace Wayman. That will be Cooper. And in the back line there, you've seen Charlie Runcom and Nathan Green, two youngest, and there's potentially Cooper's replacement. I think Chase Stanley's pretty much got a spot locked down. He's been pretty good yeah. this year. But, uh, yeah, they, they definitely need a bit of maintenance. And as far as he is concerned, the Hopper White deal now is resting on what Ricky Stewart does. So they could still potentially, after a couple of weeks ago, all being confirmed by his manager, Tyron Smith, and him that nothing was wrong. Now that this has all popped up and all this unrest and the board, uh, you know, they're more... So what, if Stewart's not coaching, he's not going there? Mate, it's the board. It's everything. Everything's oh, unstable. If this, the deal, this falls apart, he's Gonski. He's part of the deal. Was with where's he going to go? Well, God knows. It doesn't really matter at this point in time, but... That's on the deal then. Think the Bulldogs going to have some money? I don't know, Barber. Good joke. You have to wait and see, but uh, they're they're not happy with the situation right now. They were happy a couple of weeks ago again to honour it, regardless of the placing. But now Stewart's looking to pull the pin. The board in up in raptures. There's a lot of problems there, so I, I hope Ricky Stewart sticks by them because, as far as I'm concerned, he's got no. It's the same. He's on a deal. Stick he can't. He can't leave. He can't leave. But I bet, Mossop, you, I bet you he does. Mossop, Pete's, Norman, Tanganoa, Terrapo, all the young kids. This is the, these are the only two things I want to bring up out of this. These two, it's just all about next year. Yeah. There's nothing... I don't even want to talk about this game because it was just ordinary standard. Mm. You know? well, where do, I think the Dragons will be worse than the Eels next year. Oh, you know, I, I think those halves can make a big difference in controlling a side. I don't think they've got a great players around, but I think if Worms and Widop can show what they've shown at their clubs and come together as a pair, I don't think they could, they'll be too bad. I don't see them in the eight. 
But, uh, you know, individually, I think you're right about Hopawada and Mossop. If I could have a bet now who would finish higher next year, I'd be on the Eels mm. over the Dragons. Uh, I think I'd probably still stick with the Dragons, to be honest. But mm. uh, well, I think we can have a little side Brad bet. Brad Radra, uh, Kelly, Paul, I got me out of the match. I, I thought that Kelly was pretty good. And, and you know, Ken Sayer was good at the back. Moy Moy got a double. Two pretty soft tries, to be honest, which kind of sums up the year for both these teams. But the Dragons, as usual, it was Stockwell, DeBell and Frizzell, all these young guys I've been talking about. Again, that are part of next year, the new breed. They're all the better players. Yeah. Uh, the rest of them pretty ordinary. So, leave that one behind. That wraps up the reviews of the games from this week. So, uh, we'll jump in and uh, do our center bet degenerate gambler section. Have a look at the odds. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained, and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumors on the NRL. Zerotackle.com. Right now, time for the Degenerate Gambler section brought to you by Cenobet. Get the Cenobet app on your mobile and fire up. Thanks to them, we get two free $100 bets to give away and our $100 charity bet each week, which goes to the Shepherd Centre. But uh, what we've been doing now is jackpotting the bonus bets. So if you do not get the correct score, that one goes into the bank and it moves on. So if a couple of them bank up and nobody gets the correct score... That just means that there'll be more of them going up each weekend, potentially for you to win. So from now on, just get that one into your heads there. You have to pick the correct score to win the free $100 bet. But uh, this week, Brock, what are we going to bet on? Alrighty, Thursday night. Oh, okay, our bet. Uh, yeah. We're having the Titans to beat the Storm. We're going to bank on the, the uh, Storm resting players and the Titans winning $7. Well, the two previous years, it's been Brisbane and the Roosters. Both have not been a part of finals football, and Melbourne have pulled all their players out in the last round and been beaten. Uh, but in previous years, those odds have been much, much less, more about 3 or $4. So mm. at seven seventy, I think that's well worth the gamble because if they do yank the players out... Well, even with... With their players, um, the Titans beat the Roosters last they week. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a big of a blowout as what people think. Um, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, Thursday night kicks off the round. The return of Thursday night football, but unfortunately we, we lose Monday night football for the rest of the season. The Broncos at home, $2.65. The Canterbury Bulldogs at $1.50. Yeah, well, I'll go the Dogs in this one. I think uh, you know they've been playing some pretty good footy even without those players, and Brisbane have just been ordinary, so dogs for me. Mm, basically. Uh, right, the big one, battle for the minor premiership. South City at $1.55, the Roosters two fifty. Yeah, well, no two of us are Sheck. You know, O'Donnell obviously not there, and there was two others I read earlier that obviously aren't playing at the moment either, and South's are pretty much full strength and all the Burgess on board, so you'd have to think that without any issues heading into the finals, you'd be going them. Mm, you think they'll win, but... See what happens. That one's Friday night at ANZ Stadium. They should uh, get a massive crowd there. Uh, on Saturday, three games are first, kicking us off at 3 o'clock. The Dragons at home to the Warriors. The Dragons, $3.80 outsiders in a game the Warriors must win to have any chance. They're $1.28 and probably fair enough. The Warriors play before any of the pressure gets put on them by the Cowboys, so I think they win. Yeah, they'll win. I think they'll win comfortably. Um, the game we've just spoken about, Melbourne via the Gold Coast in Melbourne, 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. Melbourne $1.11, Gold Coast $7. Um, if Melbourne play all their players. Okay, um, Melbourne. Yeah. But if I'm telling now, if you've got $10 even, just put that on because I think Melbourne will do what they've done previously and pull their players. Yep. Uh, the last on Saturday night, the Cowboys up at home against the Tigers. Cowboys $1.13, the Tigers six thirty five. This is another one. I, I don't mind. Wouldn't mind having a crack on the Tigers with the uh, with the start. I think that's ridiculously short, and I think the start you're probably right with, but I think the Cowboys will get the job done. Mm. 
Um, Sunday, two o'clock game, Manly v Penrith at Brookvale. Manly at dollar seventeen, Penrith five twenty-five, and another game that there could be players rested. So um, I wouldn't mind having an all-up Penrith West and the Titans all with the start. Um, you get decent odds and you'd get a decent start. Um, but for me, I, you know, I think Manly should win. Um, but Penrith an upset wouldn't surprise me. I, um, I don't think he'll rest anyone though because he's already missing what now. And you're already missing uh, Beer and Stewart. I don't think he, he's got enough players to be able to pull for and Cherry Evans and a couple of them. So we'll see what happens. Don't think um, he's in a situation to be able to do that. Depends also on how Melbourne go the night before and um, if they rest and lose, and he, he may not have to play anyone. Um, but we'll see. Newcastle dollar seven in the uh, return to home old boys match up at Newcastle. The Eels nine dollars, and uh, I know they won last week, and I don't actually mind them again with the start. Um, but Newcastle should win comfortably if they're serious about playing finals footy. Old oh boy, days. I think it'll be a bloodbath. Yeah. Uh, Canberra, in uh, in Sunday night football, the last game of the regular season, they take on the Sharks at home. Raiders, $2, and money for them. Cronulla, $1.83. I like the Raiders in this game. Yeah, well, Mitchell Cornish has been named to make his debut, but that is not confirmed because they're going for uh, you know a second-tier salary cap exemption. Oh to try and get him a game this weekend, much like Luke Brooks. I hope they let him play. Well, they can't make the eight. The season's done, and the Sharks can't move any worse than fifth or sixth, so they're guaranteed a home final anyway, but have to wait and see what happens there. But, yeah, obviously we're going to go the Titans. We're banking on Melbourne to pull out a potential big payoff for, you know, our our final round 26 bet. But I think the total was sitting somewhere around 800 and something. 900. 900, so... This could really bust it up. If well, Mel- Melbourne do feel like doing us a favour, if you're listening out there and you're from Melbourne and you do feel like resting, you could potentially land $700 for charity. So feel free. But as always, a big thank you to Cenebet. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get onto their website, get the Cenebet app on your mobile and fire up. But now we're going to move on to Mr. Gossip. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we welcome back to the fifth and last NRL podcast on a day's delay due to uh, drinking and celebrating the grand final victory. A man who was uh, very happy on Sunday when he received a, a beautiful text message of our giant heads with a trophy, Mr. Gossip. <laughs> Well done, lads. Good week for you, boys. Mm. We didn't set any midgets on fire, so we're going all right. Yeah, we're doing good. <laughs> not that I did. Not that I didn't try to. Yeah. It's just that I failed in doing so. Didn't buy anyone's penis on the game, no, did no. you? No, no. We we did have a good. Uh, there was a good moment though. There was one of the boys that didn't score a try who did a nudie run in broad daylight and then found a basketball hoop out the front of somebody's house, slam dunked it, dragged it down to the grass, and then a lady come out, wasn't bothered about him being naked, asked him if he'd please stand it back up. <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only, only in Penrith things yeah. like that occur. Only in the Rift. That's such yeah. understanding neighbours. Just, just normal uh, naked people. Wasn't Deb from Penrith, was it? Oh God, no, it wasn't Deb. But there was also another one where an old lady ran past one of our uh, da- uh, African boys. He was uh, stark naked, running around with his hat over his junk, <laughs> and she slowed right down to have a good look at him. And then <laughs> it, it turned out on, he, on his, his returned leg that she was uh, in the driveway across the road. <laughs> With a husband looking at the fly screen door, so some very, very interesting oh, no, times. Yeah. Oh, here's Kirtley Ambrose, alright, it was very interesting. But uh, what do you got in the pipeline for us this week, buddy? Well, guys, I guess the biggest thing this week, and everyone's talking about, is Ricky Stewart. Now, 
Look, you speak to uh, anyone from Panama and they're confident they'll keep him. You speak to anyone from Canberra, they're confident they'll get him. So, look, Ricky's he's got his cards close to his chest and not saying too much. So that usually says that he's trying to find a way out. And, uh, geez, look, a lot of people are going to point the finger and say, bit of a dog act, but, geez, the last time I was Ricky, I'd be trying to get out of the place quick tomorrow. Now, I'm sticking to what I've said before. He's the one who's culled so many people this year and turned up, and he's supposed to be the big saviour, so prove yeah, yourself. sign the contract. Prove yourself. You're yeah. getting the exact same amount of money, too. He's already on huge coin. I've got no idea where they're paying Imagine, Imagine the Parramatta fans, if, if he leaves. Imagine how much they're going to blow up. He'll be hated forever. There'll be bloody effigies of Ricky Stewart being burnt down Church Street for the next month. <laughs> it's going to be mayhem, but... Well, um, seven years, seven million dollars. That's like that's crazy as well. It's just ridiculous. Nah. The whole situation's ridiculous. I don't think there's any way that they would have offered that. I know that's been thrown around, but if they're offering that, that's yeah. Well, well there's smoke, there's fire. I've got nothing else to say other than what I've just said. It's the same thing I said the first day. If he's walking away from this, and MG was pretty passionate in the same regard. If he's walking away from this, it's a very yeah, talk tough yeah. and do the tough stuff and then walk away. You can't do what he's done and then just leave it. If you've been big enough man to put 12 people on blast and end their career, mm. potentially a couple of them got signed, but there's a lot still without a home. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't just go, all right, see you guys. Yeah, I guess so. But well, we'll, we'll find out soon. And you, you'd think if, if he wasn't even looking at the deal, he'd just say, look, I'm not exactly. going. He's refusing to say anything. So. Exactly. Uh, if I'm Canberra, Neil Henry's the man for me. I'm, not, I'm going him before I go Ricky Stewart yeah, any day of the week. Me too. Me too. Yeah, well, there's plenty of young young coaches out there who like to get ahead of Ricky. But, uh, well, I think Canberra want to relive the glory days. Yeah, well, wake up, Canberra. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, one that we touched on, I think, back in June, boys, and that was Lachlan Coote. Uh, he signed a three-year deal with the Cowboys. Now, we picked it up first, boys, and now it's confirmed. So, look, I'm not sure where Lachlan will play. Uh, I would think he would play fullback with uh, Thurston and then uh, the wife basher in the halves. But, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, well, they've got rid of Green Shields, they confirmed last week, and Bowen's obviously running bone to bone on his knees so that they can no longer put up with him working on a modified load and not being able to get through pre-season. So you'd have to think it's between Coot and uh, young Hezron Murger, the bloke playing Queensland Cup, who's scored about 7 billion tries. So I'd rather Matty Bowen than both of them. Have to wait and see. Um, I guess Coot's the, the logical one um, off contract uh, and unwanted by Penrith, so... Uh, but for me, he's, he's only very little Coot and he's injury-prone. Um, you know... How much they've paid him is would obviously determine. Where's um, Nathan my Gardner? My thoughts on the deal, but he's <laughs> the same. He's little and he's injury prone as well. He's so. been injured once compared to Coot. Coot's torn a pec, done his shoulder, done his knee, done everything. He all the A, B, C to Zs. But where's Nathan Gardner? Nathan Gardner is a very good fullback. Mm. Oh well, we'll see how he goes next year. But I think uh, Thurston will—he's going to miss old uh, Mangoes. Yeah, that's right. Well, you're just mentioning Nathan Gardner, lads, and look, he, David Fafita, and Nathan Stapleton apparently have signed one-year deals with the Sharks, yeah. which will will obviously secure their depth. But I know that the Bulldogs were very keen on Nathan Gardner, but but Hawks stopped as soon as Greenberg fled the coop. So I'm not too sure what's happening at the Bulldogs at the moment. But talks went quiet, so Gardner, you know, obviously looked after himself and signed a deal uh, with the Sharks. But um, yeah, wow, Gardner, terrific player, but. 
and uh, yeah, he just no man's allowed to cry. He never got another look though after he did his knee. Yeah, he come back and he yeah, but where does he play earlier this year? And I know Gordon's in his way, but he's still better than the wingers they've got him across. You like put he, him ahead of Baron. He, he's a, he's a lead burner that bloke. Yeah, he's got speed to burn, and he cut people apart when he was playing great. And he's been killing it down there. He hasn't just been playing okay to get back in. He's been winning man of the match most weeks. Could he play centre back? No, he's not big enough to play centre. But I still think he fits in there somewhere. Or if not, like, I think Fecky, Gordon, and, and Ryan are doing a good job. There's just a, you know, I like Fecky. I like Gordon. Ryan, I think Ryan does a decent I can't say he's bad, but I'm, I'm still sitting here going Nathan Gardner. I'm, if I'm him, I don't know his manager is either. He needs to do a better job. Yeah. Product placement. There's plenty of clubs there, like the Cowboys, who needed. A little compact fullback, Ben Barber. He's got this, well, just probably as much as speed. He probably has to learn how to ball play a little bit, but he fits in very well with both those clubs. Molder fullback. I don't know why he's managed him push harder. Mm. Yeah, it's very strange. Guys, well, moving on to the Dragons, and geez, they're in a bit of hurt at the moment. Now, I spoke to someone who's very, very close to the Dragons, and boys, they're in financial trouble at the moment. They're very keen to offload Steve Price, but look, they can't afford to pay him out and can't afford to get a, a big ticket sort of coach in there. So it looks at this stage as though they're going to have to suck it and see with Steve Price, but yeah, they're not happy with him. I'd be doing the old switcheroo Penrith style with all the lower grade coaches and just saying, you're now the assistant, Steve, folks, have fun. Yeah. How do you how do you make him quit? That'd be that'd be what I was thinking if I was <laughs> like the put, Dragons by telling him that Steve Folks is now the head coach. Yeah, uh, interesting situation. I, I I couldn't re-sign him for another year. He's had two, um, and they're going backwards. Um, I guess they're going to have to wait and see when uh, these Signs, couple of halves yeah. come in and um, we'll see how they go next year. But yeah. Oh. Well, they've bought him six or seven. They have to wait then if they're in financial ruin. He's got six or seven newbies coming in. He's got a pair of halves. He's got Thompson, Farrell, the Pommy, Cooper, and his blooded DeBellin, Stockwell, and Frizzell this year. So you look at all that, Cray's going to be filling a hole up front. And I don't really like the bloke, to be honest. I'm not a big fan, but he's been outstanding in the front row. So yeah. all signs point to that with Rain and Garvey as well. He's got no excuse next year. If he doesn't do somewhere around the bottom of the eight, I think he's definitely gone. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right, lads. Moving on to the cabbage, Blake Ferguson. Now, the NR Integrity Unit, they're considering suspending look, him. the Integrity uh, Unit. Yeah, exactly. But, um, look, he was at spotted at Rabbitohs training this week, but I can oh. guarantee he won't be at the Rabbitohs. The Bulldogs are still very keen on him. So, uh, wow. I mean, the Bulldogs, they tried to sort of rebrand their image when Greenberg stepped in and, Greenberg's left now, and geez, look, if they signed someone like Blake Ferguson, they could just go back to the Bulldogs of old. Oh, you, you know why, bro? It's because of Raylene Castle, bro. She's just all about getting the best players on the field there for the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I reckon the NRL should bar him for a year. He has to be barred, surely. He's just running around, running his own show. If anyone thinks that he deserves to play NRL with the way he's carried on, and the example he set... Not so much particularly for kids, but all these under twenties that are told to earn your keep and bust your backside and you get here and you you know you make your way through. Him at his age, someone who's only you know been there for a couple of years, that's the worst example to those players waiting to get that next echelon of how to you know carry yourself. So you know what? I'm, I've got a suggestion. Any rookie player, any player now that comes in the NRL, um, minimum wage for two years minimum. 
That's what they do in the NFL. Good luck. They all get they all get Buckley's in the NFL. Yeah, but and Buckley's in the NFL. If they if they muck up, no, it's, Buckley's it's, in the NFL is still almost a million yeah, dollars. I think That's they've got to look at capping or, or some way of, of giving players an incentive to behave well and, and be loyal. I Ooh. just don't see where yeah. it is because as soon as a player takes off, the other clubs just come in and pillage and um, offer way over the odds for for different players. It's, at the same time, it's restraint of trade, which they all complain about now, which I agree with. You yeah. only get a short span or if you have a career and an injury, what if you only last those two years and you're waiting for that big deal and your knee goes? It's yeah. restraint of trade. You need to be paid. I agree with paying overs. It's ridiculous what some clubs pay, but... I don't think you can bar it, people, like I said, from making what they're worth. Look at Melbourne. Melbourne have obviously got something internal that they do in terms of bringing players through because they've got players there. Gareth Widdop was on Buckley's in his first couple of years at Melbourne and now he's obviously on a, on a decent deal. Yeah, he's and, moving for 450 um, so, yeah. But clubs have definitely got to look at trying to get players to be more loyal than what they are because like Ferguson's got absolutely no loyalty at all to the Ra- Raiders and... To be fair, they, they should have sacked him when he was on the roof with Dugan, and they should have sacked him um, after yeah, that with his debacle with the Origin um, squad. So, and now he, he just you know ups and leaves. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, well now they're standing, I've blown up a couple of times this year about Ferguson. Now nothing's changed. Now just they're standing firm because they want that compensation. Like the and I, I don't blame the them. dogs have just got, but I want it resolved. I'll, they have to hurry up and sort something out. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you touched on the NFL before, but they don't really have any other code to. On top of that, yeah, yeah, the CFL, Canadian football. But league. when there's brand new houses in America <laughs> in their financial crisis they're in that are four to five bedrooms, two bathrooms, and a massive block only going for 50 US, if you're on the minimum yeah. wage in the NFL, which is still probably a couple of mil or a mil, you can buy bloody 20 of those houses. So they're not really struggling. The NRL minimum yeah. wage is you know the same as someone working a normal job. So. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that Blake Ferguson, what he's done over the past week, he's done completely on purpose. Yeah. Uh, just to get that release from the Raiders so he can go somewhere else. Now, well, maybe you know, performance pay or I don't know. Line the and make, a, make an example of him. Yeah. Perform- yeah, did it like, be something? I like pay per game. Yeah. That's what Barber's last deal got him that money. Everyone was like, he's on a big deal. He wasn't. He was on about three. Yeah. But he got gangbusters because in your contract, if anyone's got one. I looked at my 20s one when you got it. It's got all those intros in there. It's got all the rep payments, uh, what you get for super, what the top try scorer gets, what the Dalian winner gets. Yeah. There's incentives to reach some of those goals. So he, he last year would have been probably somewhere around the 100000 or more mark for being top try scorer and the Dalian award winner. He would have got a lot of bonus money. Mm. Well, there's got to be more incentive to be loyal and there's got to be more incentive to uh, not be a knucklehead off the field. And what about all these players that are, uh, you know... Someone like Matt Moylan, who's played really good this season for Penrith, who's probably on, on Buckley's, um, you know, and then you've got a bloke out there like Ferguson who's carrying on like a knucklehead. Um, you know, what, what message is, is that sending? You know, if Moylan would be thinking, well, would I do better to, to be disloyal and, and walk away and act like a knucklehead? You know, I, I just don't see where the incentive is for these um, other players that are doing the right thing. We, we don't do enough for them. We don't have enough for clubs like Canberra who pump those blokes through and lose them for what you said before, getting pillaged. Yeah. They should do more to uh, help clubs out that produce more juniors, let alone go buy a team, you know? Mm. So there's plenty of issues there, but moving on. Yeah, moving on, lads. Uh, now, the Panthers, they had a club meeting last week for all their members. Now, they announced that Ivan Cleary um, had re signed with the club, which is fantastic news for Ivan. He's 
he has done a fantastic job with that with that side. Now we know that they were wooden spoon favourites at the start of the year, and now they're you know, fringe eight teams. So good job with Ivan. Uh, but also too at this meeting, I had a lot of cranky Panther fans emailing me. Uh, the Panthers have decided to drop the name of Penrith and to also change their logo. Now I've seen the logo; it looks like my four-year-old designed it. And <laughs> look, I don't understand why the need to drop Penrith. I understand other clubs like the Bulldogs to drop the Canary Banks down, but I just I don't see the marketing uh, strategy behind dropping Penrith. I don't think people that are living out west are all of a sudden going to start supporting the Panthers because the name Penrith drops. So. Yeah, I'm not too sure the reasons behind that, but look, good on Ivan Cleary, I think. I think it's more this whole bullcrap of, you know, the branding, what you're talking about, let's just have the Panther solo. It it's a, sends a stronger image. It's a Panther. It doesn't have any words or anything there. We just want that. It's blunt. It's bold. Some peanut probably would have come up with that in some form of meeting and convinced him to get that across the line, but uh, realistically, uh, you, you, it's obviously your real diehards that are probably whinging about the logo. So I haven't seen Absolutely. the lo- I haven't seen the logo, mate. So I've I seen it. It, it is pretty ordinary, but at the same time, I think I'd be if I'm them, I'd be less concerned about the logo and more happy with what Ivan Cleary's done with no, Clint, an Clint Newton strategy. Staying strategy. in the starting in the back row from my side, and we've only just missed the eight. There's a lot of he's big, done good, big things uh, brewing out there. So there's a strategy behind it all, but. Um, I can understand people getting a little bit touchy about them dropping the Henry the Penrith from it. They should have changed it to Penrith. People in the west west of uh, of Sydney are uh, a defence defensive minded sort of. Uh, They're defensive for a reason. Characters because they didn't change the th to double f. Yeah. They want to Penrith pant and they want pant furs. Pant furs. Depend riff pant furs. Double f. Get it in there. Mm. Yeah. Well, clearly, clearly deserves a uh, a massive extension. He's yeah overachieved. With that side, I, I couldn't believe it. They were wooden spoon favourites at the start of the year. That was one that all the all the betting agencies got horribly wrong. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, seven dollars on Parramatta or all the betting agencies. Yeah, I read you. the benefits of that the other week, so mm-hmm. good times. <laughs> Guys, we're touching before on, on sort of loyalty and, and young fellows who don't have their eye on the on the prize. But look, I've got to take my hat off to David Williams, the Wolfman from the Sea Eagles. He has had offers to go to England, big, big money. I'm talking four, five hundred thousand a year to get to England. He's going to stay at Brookvale next year for 150k a year. So good on him, I think. Yeah, well, like I said, not I saying for, for anyone out there who's on a normal job, that still is probably a lot of money. But by oh, NRL yeah. standard and being a former Australian and New South Wales representative, who in you know I said to Brock, I was a bit off him after the last couple of years all the injuries and thought they'd move on but he's been in great nick and he looks much like the Wolfman that played Brett Footy 150 that's uh, that's a bargain boy mm-hmm. as long as he stays healthy no good on him good on him um, he'll add to their depth because uh, they're going to need it um, obviously with Peter Hickey there now as well they've got a little bit more depth in their outside backs but um, yeah he's been playing good footy this year so he, he deserves a contract um, and it's good to uh, not see guys going over to England and taking the big cash. Yeah, staying there, hopefully win another comp, and uh, yeah, good on him. Yeah. Guys, uh, in the Queensland papers this week, uh, there was a back page uh, sort of commenting on uh, Griffin. Now, we know that they've had a diabolical year, Brisbane, and the Broncos side that doesn't make the eight, it's always going to be under the pump. But the big one they have on the back page was that Wayne Bennett and Kevin Walters will tee up together and try and rebuild the bon- Broncos from 2015. So, uh, wow. Well, it'd be interesting to see Bennett go back 
Oh, no, it's a bit like an ex-boyfriend, or girlfriend, boys. You never get back, but, um, yeah, we'll be in the same place just there. Depends, ex- depends what it's for and for how long. Ex-boyfriend, I don't know what way you're swearing, but we're, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the podcast just got personal. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I'll never take him back. Mate, I'll tell you what, uh, 2015, that's a long way away, away. Wayne Bennett, how old is he now? Skeletor, he's about 80. I'd punt, I'd, uh, I'd punt Griffin. Griffin would be gone. I'd, I'd give it to Walters and I would have stuck what I said before. Lockyer said he wanted a year or two to himself. Try and get him and Webke or a couple of kind of club-like players around and build sort of a, a solid staff of former Broncos players and try and get it back to what it was. Mm. They've still put in some good players this year, like Corey Oates. They're still putting a couple on their system, but the biggest concern, and it's still going to linger next year, is in the halves. That's, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Need halves, and they need someone to help out Justin Hodges, which is what they've got in Barber, and hopefully they'll get that in Milford, but they need a halfback. Simple. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Look, the last one I got for the night, boys, and it was mentioned on AFL League teams on, on Foxtel last week, and Barry Hall and Dermot Brown were giving Carmichael Hunter a bit of a serve and saying that you know, his job's sort of done with um, the Suns and you know all the marketing strategy behind all that is done. Um, his playing career's pretty much done. He'll be lucky to see uh, the top grade next year. So let's just get rid of him kind of thing. So, look, it'd be interesting to hear your point, boys. Would you be happy to have a code jumper back or no. forgive and forget and have him back? No, me and Brock are opposite on this. I, I think... The Faleo and his situation, I wasn't happy about either of them, but I really did like Carmichael Hunt. If he's coming back for obviously a lot less than what the Gold Coast are paying him, I wouldn't be giving him anywhere near the, the 600 type mark that he's probably going to be demanding. But if he was coming back for you know a reasonable price, not you know 200 or something, maybe somewhere around the four maximum, I'd yeah. like to say I'd be more than happy having him back because he was a gun when he was here. No, we don't need him. But uh, in, on that term, we've had this conversation a million times that rugby league is the gift that keeps on giving. Every time you seem to regret somebody leaving like Benji Marshall, Luke Brooks shows you why you never turn your back on rugby league because it never, That's ever right. stops producing players. There's always someone there to take their spot. So I, I don't see why we should chase him. If he wants to come back, yep. Um, and someone's willing to give him a, North Queensland. a run. But, <laughs> you know... Um, to expect the NRL to go and chase these guys that no. left the code, like that's that was my whole problem with the Flower situation. Like, forget yeah. that. Um, he left. He he made a decision to leave for more money. So, um, I think we should we should pay the players who are loyal to the game and who are doing the right thing by the game on and off the field more money. That's what we should be doing. Yeah. Give them the incentive to stay in the first place. Yeah, Carmichael Hunt saying he's happy where he is, but Israel Folau also said that this time last year, and look where he is. So. Yeah, God, he's happy almost, where he is. He, he was, was almost in tears that peanut while he was in those press conferences, and anyone that couldn't say that Israel was, you know, going to be leaving was just absolutely kidding themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. But uh, if that wraps all that up, buddy, we all know the tipping situation. I went four different from you last week. I was hoping to try and peg what you down, but we went two and two, so nothing changed. You and Brock were split on two, one each, nothing changed. And me and Brock were split on two, we got one each, so nothing changed. Everybody got four points, and it stands at 118 to Brock, 115 to yourself, and uh, 113 to me. So that was a pretty disappointing week. I was very excited, looking for some uh, fluctuation, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I was, when Parramatta got up on Monday night, I was cheering. I thought, geez, I'm getting on the stick Parramatta in, in the state. Yeah, well, I was the only one who picked the Cowboys out of us, but then you picked the Broncos and we both picked the Knights, and uh, I can't find my little list that I'd written down here, but there was one other game that we had different. 
So it all ended up balancing out, unfortunately. So false hope. Yeah. Very false hope. But this week, Thursday night, the Brisbane Broncos kick it off at home against the Bulldogs. And uh, I suppose we'll go top to bottom. So, Brock, who you got? Dogs. Dogs? Nothing more to say Nothing. because Brisbane sucked last week. <laughs> um, and Dogs got more to play for. What about you, Mr. Gossip? Yeah, Bronco, they're going to finish off the year with three straight losses. It's terrible for them. Mm. Yeah. So you're going so the dogs? He's going the dogs. Yeah. His name's Billy, not Silly. Well, I'm going the dogs, and they get Cassiano back, and they've been, they played all right last week, considering I'm missing. But the real blockbuster, the solo Friday night game, the Bunnies versus the Roosters. Wow. Well, they should pack out ANZ Stadium. Shouldn't they? 40,000 really? plus is what they're expecting. Oh, they should get 60 to 80. Um, if, if, if you're serious South and Roosters fans, get off your bums and get out there. Um, it's not very often that uh, there is a playoff in the last round for the minor premiership. I can't remember the last time it's happened. Um, look, I've got to go South. So I, think, um, I think they'll win. The, the Roosters, I'm a bit weary of tipping against them, obviously, with their back-to-back losses. Um, but I think the Roosters will just look to get healthy and, and get into the finals. Um, they're, they're obviously going to get two bites of the cherry mm. um, and they'll get their eyes on the bigger prize um, in the grand final. Fair enough. Gossip, what do you reckon? No, I think the Roosters will win this one, boys. I can't see the Roosters uh, losing three games to go into a semi-final campaign. If they don't win this weekend, then the conference is going to be up the bum. So mm. I'm going to tip the chooks. Well, I was big on the Chooks for weeks and weeks and weeks now, yeah, but now that things sh- are happening. No, not that. The Sheck out. Uh, Donald out. There was two others I can't remember. I hadn't written down before, but again, I've misplaced another bit of paper. South's full strength. All the Burgesses back on board. They reckon GI's running 100% now. They reckon today's the first time he's run absolutely pain-free and he was gliding around. I have to go south on uh, all those little tips and omens. So we've got one different there. One of us is going to be getting up a point someone's going to be going down that's more what we're after yeah thanks for that gossip Saturday (laughs) Saturday triple Saturday the Dragons at home against the Warriors Uh, Warriors not saying anything else Warriors (laughs) by 60 I reckon wow I'm on the Warriors too lads yeah they're going to have to uh, they need four and against too so I think they're going to be going gung-ho in this game it's going to be good well here's the good one the Storm at home versus the Titans what do you reckon I've got to go to the Storm. Just say that they're going to play their players. Um, if they don't, then the Titans will win. Gossip, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think the Titans are a few roughies this year, but um, look, I don't think they'll get the Storm. Again, I, I can't see the Storm going back-to-back losses uh, in front of a semi-final campaign either. So these, these big teams are going to have to start finding form, and I think you'll see them put the sword to the Titans. Well, I'm chasing, and I think that Melbourne will rest their players as they've done previously because they've got nowhere to move. So I'm tipping the Titans just on the absolute hope and praying wow. that, that they're going to pull their players out. So that was our charity bet too this week, Gossip. We had um, we had the Titans head to head at seven dollars. We're going to try and food poison the Melbourne Storm. I love <laughs> well, you. I love you. No, no, no. Just no. head to head. Seven dollars. Eight dollar. If they pull, if they if they pull the big three, we're we're going to be laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. So that's what we're we're resting on. If not, it doesn't matter because Centibet put the bet up. God bless them. So it's not our money. <laughs> I'll, I'll be rooting for the Titans, but I'll be tipping the Storm. Yeah. Well, in my heart, I'm going to hope the Storm bloodbath them. But for the charity bet, <laughs> Here we go. I want the seven hundred dollar. 
But uh, the other Saturday night fixture, this is for the Cowboys to wrap up their spot in the eight. They're at home. Matty Bowen's last game up there against the Tigers, and uh, not too much needs to be said here, I think. I'm going the Cowboys. Cows, but I like the Tigers with the start. Yeah, I'm going to go the Cowboys. They're on fire at the moment, and um, looking at taking into the semis, yep, Cowboys. Cowboys. Sunday. We go to the Brooklyn. Eagles at Brookvale versus the Panthers. No Brett Stewart, no Jamie Bura, and uh, also no Anthony Watmau. But those halves, home field advantage, Matai, Lyon, Williams, and uh, just their back line. Their back line's ridiculous. Penrith, uh, they've been good. I tipped them last week. They kind of fell away, but I can't see them getting the job done at Brookvale, so I'm sticking with Manly. No, me neither. I'll go Manly, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if Penrith win. Yeah, look, I'm going to go Manly as well. Panthers don't like the sunlight. Hope fucking hope wasn't Sunday afternoons, but <laughs> I think I think the biggest uh, thing you've forgotten to mention about is your favourite player, Dave Simmons. David, the, the Phil's not playing, so Simmons can bag a try. He'll get uh, living try scorer. He's already got it wrapped year. up because Tafua spat on the cop last year and he can't play. He's won it by default. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's won it by default. Going third in the in the last race, whether they can bag a few, I'm not sure. But I think it was maybe I don't. I think well, he, hopefully he gets four against Parra and Simmons doesn't get it. Yeah, well, well we, you never know. They are playing Parra. Exactly. McManus missed the game the week before to Naguama, so they've all fallen behind Simmons with those issues. He's got a man in jail, another one injured. He's going to hold on to it the past. Yeah, good on him. <laughs> the Origin jersey beckons. Uh, oh, you're kidding. The Origin jersey. You bloody <laughs> Dean. They should, they should give Dean Waro the award. Dean Farrow should get, you know, assist of the year. Yeah. Great, greatest assist. Uh, He's leading the linebreak assist over the halfbacks. That's yeah, how exactly. good Dean Farrow's been. And bloody yeah, David uh, Simmons and Adam David Simmons has just been diving over and going, yeah. yeah great times. <laughs> but uh, the other Sunday fixture, Newcastle versus the boy. So we're all tipping Newcastle, I'm uh, assuming. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Parramatta fans, but uh, yeah. They were good on Monday night. They're, they're not going to be giving their final spot away to Parramatta. Five dollars, sure. one to twelve, too. Boom. This is the one that's uh, you know kind of killed me. Brock's pretty adamant on this one, but uh, Sunday the Raiders at home versus the Sharks. The Sharks supposedly no Graham and uh, no Bakuya, and no obviously Gallon's out for a week. Carney's back in, but if Carney's no, if Carney's even you know eighty percent, they're not going to play. Yeah, but Canberra's been disgusting. Uh, Raiders. They've got a reshuffled lineup again. They've put. Cornish at seven, hoping to get a salary cap exemption. They've just been playing like poo. So Raiders, Brock's going the Raiders. Gossip, what are you, what are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling like a broken record here, but these teams they just can't go into a semi-final campaign with back-to-back losses. They're going to have to win, otherwise their confidence is going to be shit. So I've got to go the Sharks, lads. Beautiful. Well, I'm just going the Sharks simply because the Raiders have been disgusting. And uh, as much as Milford, I like Milford better back at fullback, and I hope Cornish gets a run. There's just not enough going on there, especially the meters. They've been absolutely disgusting with their forwards. When the youngest yeah. bloke in your team who only gets 30 minutes off the bench is the only guy getting over 100 meters, you are struggling. And they've got two guys that have been internationals and former Origin players, along with Papali and uh, Thompson, who's been signed for a fair bit of mustard to go to the Dragons. So they need to pull their socks up and have a dig at home for their last game. It's at home. It's at night. Don't care. Sharks are rubbish. See what happens. Boom. But what yeah. we've got here, we've got a look on here. There's uh, gossip on the roosters and we're on south, so that's going to go one or the other. I've gone the Titans in, obviously, the praying and hoping that the Storm pull their players We've well, got out. two different. I've gone south and he's gone the roosters. And, and the I've other one's the Sharks game. Shark, uh, I've gone Raiders, he's gone Sharks. So, there's, so there is guaranteed fluctuation this yeah, week good. to some degree. 
and we are yep. tipping to the final series, as we've said. So this yep. may come down to grand final day. I hope it does. Well, that would be brilliant. It. it would be outstanding. It'll be uh, happy by then. Old mate, he's pretty confident sitting over here. Yeah, funny He's just had a smirk and the head tilt. He's, you know, I just want a comp. I'm feeling confident. Got himself wheeling uh, it down. The only thing missing is a cigar and a giant pair of Elvis sunglasses. Yeah. And he's doing the Fatty Morton head wobble. No, he's got it, Cabman. Uh, that wraps that up, so <laughs> let's wait and see what happens. And big thanks as always, mate. Last round, heading to the final series. Time to get excited. NFL kicks off yeah. this week too. Good times. Go the Cats. Go the Patriots. <laughs> Great times. All right, mate. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll have a chat to you next week. Fantastic. Thanks, lads. See you, mate. A big thank you, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. And if you want to catch up with him on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip. And on Twitter, his key is exactly the same, at NRL Gossip. So now we'll head into the wrap-up. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get onto Centibet and fire up. Download the Centibet app and get into the centre of the action. Or get onto www.centibet.com and register now. Or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Centibet, fire up. Alrighty, well that wraps up another episode of the podcast. And it is the final podcast before... Round 26, the finals beckon. So for now, as always, this podcast will be available on Podomatic and iTunes. It's uh, available tonight, obviously, not the normal Tuesday. Like us, review us, and share it with your friends. If you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, it's at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word N. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. But, uh, I cannot believe how quick the year has gone. I'm starting to get the football depression already. Obviously, we uh, finished coaching our side on the weekend, and this is about to finish up. Uh, Four weeks to go. Not feeling good, guys, but for now, as always, enjoy your rugby league. Bye. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?